Welcome to Bonehead, you. I burped. Well, that's oh, like, do we need to start over? Because we're not going to. No, now, I wouldn't. Hold on, hold on. I need to change my notes. I actually have the notes for, well, that's my list of shit to do this weekend. I need well, to, no, that's not right. Oh, I need to put my notes over here of what we're talking about today. We're sorry we skipped last week. We're, we're apologizing, people. It was rehab and daddy's nobody's days. Asked, nobody's asked for apologies. No, I don't think anybody noticed. That's the unfortunate part. I mean, I noticed because I was sitting here going, why ain't we recording? And nobody why ain't we recording? And it was lonely, but no, I wasn't going to uh, bring it up. Oh, well, all right then. So today's topic, I'll I have to give myself. credit to Christy Lewis about. What? Sorry. No, now we have to pay some, uh, some asshole. Oh, God, it's the earwig. It's now we have to pay some asshole residual because you guys sang. No, I think as long as we don't hit. I blew up a building seconds. because you made a phone call. <laughs> phone call. By the way, if you get that reference, you can send Joe a check. Yeah, please. I, I would love a check. So <laughs> somebody's going to somebody's going to take a big uh, sharpie and put a big check on a piece of paper and send it to it. It hey, would at least it would prove that I was here. I and then Joe will it, sniff it, the the remaining ink. <laughs> I don't think I don't even. My mind was even. What the fuck's wrong with you? Uh, you're the one huffing Sharpies. You should get it yourself checked out. I never huffed a Sharpie. I mean, sure. if you're not going to, if, hey, if you're not going to do the devil ether, then you're not a man. I was going to say, now, in all fairness, just because every time. Which leads uh, me to one of our things I'm going to talk about later during this topic. Every time, just because every time uh, Joe, you know, does a post on Facebook, it should be called the Huffington Post. Nothing <laughs> blue. You see, that's a reference. That's somewhere in the New Yorker humor range. Somewhere, Not like a good New Yorker, but it's and you you know, a funny a person of us on. makes fun of our accents. Somewhere Ariana Huffington is not appreciating that, but of course no one can understand her. Not see, now she's really offended. Now we're gonna get mail, <laughs> which is good because once again, as Joe said, it'll prove we exist. So it we're proves, all proves I was here. Do you guys find it funny? And we'll get to the topic. It in only a second, took. A, it only took about. It only took 190 some odd episodes for Ariana Huffington to make an endorsement. <laughs> yeah. These so idiots what, with their what, TV lucky box. How do idiots from Kentucky end up doing a show at Australia? That's a hard one to explain to someone who would just ask you that question, isn't it? Uh. I mean, you honestly, can. I can tell how it happened, but it. I didn't honestly, fuck. I didn't fuck that crocodile for fun. I fucked it for profit. <laughs> honestly, crocodile it's fucker. It's, it's like I was told throughout high school: you need to put yourself out there, and eventually, somebody will take you home. No, oh, right, I did just like that, that crocodile too. did. Of course, that All crocodile right, I did was it for a, a little bit of fun. There was a birthday hat involved. I don't want to. Crocodile had no teeth. He was four hundred pounds, and his name was Tiny. But Chad remembers crocodile. Back to the sharpies. It's Chad who's sniffing them. <laughs> he but technically was wearing he was wearing crocodile boots. Actually, in all fairness, that and that's all he was wearing. Real crocodile. In boots. all fairness, that's both of you've got it wrong. It was actually Paul Hogan. Paul Hogan. <laughs> See you in court, Mister Hogan. <laughs> yeah, I fucked Paul Hogan too. So, got to give Christy. He's Australia's John Wayne. Credit for this topic because I hadn't actually thought of it, but let's talk about DVDs and DVD features, Blu-rays, what have you. Because the worst part of streaming, there's some great parts, but the worst part of streaming is I don't get special features anymore. 
Right. And if oh, I do, no. they're about a shitty movie like Army of the Dead. There's a 30 minute making, and I go, oh, oh the movie was two and a half hours. Why do well, you need to and, put any more time into this? And to a certain extent, Disney Plus is trying to address that because they're doing a lot a of those little, scene features. A little not, bit. But, but you not, can't just go do director commentary no, 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 on. No, 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 I agree. I, I, and Loki. what I was going to say is the flip side of that is also, um, you know, that the, the, they can take it away. At my a moment's notice, media is mine. You come into my house and take this. That's called breaking and entering. And unless you leave some delicious food or money, we'll probably have words. We're, we're, it's going to come to hands. Yeah, I'll throw hands. So it's that's Marquis come- of Queensbury rules, but I'll do it. Yeah, we're going to come to hands. So I agree with James. James said this, uh, Chad. I don't know several weeks ago, but he was talking about it, and it and it did stick with me you can't remove my movie from streaming it's right over there on the shelf and i understand that we're in our 40s and we're probably antiquated and old-fashioned a good friend of mine who owns a convention jared walked into my house one time and said you know you could really just sell all this shit at the next con for five dollars when he's looking at my dvd blu-ray collection and there's probably some over there that i don't need i'll never watch again but at the same time my kid wanted to watch the never ending story. I played the song for him and he got really into it. Cause I showed him the video with the different scenes yeah. from the movie. And this just happened yesterday. This is just, just happened. And I, you go to stream it. Couldn't find it. I could not find it. Well, at least Krista couldn't find it, so, but it's right over there on a DVD. Right. Probably with the music video as a special feature. Probably. And I don't have to pay four bucks to rent it on Amazon. And a lot of this stuff, people are paying to rent, what, 24 hours? I don't even know how it works. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, I mean, you can buy it permanently, depending on the movie, between nine and 30 bucks, or you can rent it for Depending, depending, my, right? uh, my kids- and Sometimes you can rent. buy it for five bucks. Well, yeah, I was saying, and my kids wanted to rent, and it's funny now, because it was streaming three days later, but the crude stew, they were, and, and Honestly, I think we paid three ninety nine to rent it. It's not different than going to a red box. I get that. And by the way, no offense meant to the crews too, but it's probably not a film that I'm gonna be like, you know what, I need to see the director's commentary on to really get the gestalt. Cruise two is not that nice. No, but if you own it, you can always watch it. Yes. Yeah. And you know, I, and I, I get made fun of because I'm a big believer. I actually still buy CDs as well. And I actually had a student look at me and say, Where do you play those at? And I'm like, I own a CD player and my car still has a CD player in it. And that's how I live my life. And they look, but it was my students. Some of them are younger than I am. And and they really did. They were like, but you can get it all digitally. And I'm like, yeah, until, until the hard drive goes out. Do I have to buy it all again? Do I have to, I don't have to do that stuff. Unless there's a fire, in which case I do have to buy it all again, but that's, and, you know, and that's beside the fact, too, but with with the hard copies of these movies, and this is something that only true lovers of cinema will do. Most people will just watch the movie, put it back in the case if they even put it back in the case, and then they, they'll put it on the shelf and forget about it. But the DVDs and Blu-rays that we had came with so much extra stuff that a lot of, that us three craved. Yeah. I mean, it honestly, in a lot of the cases, I watched that before I watched the movie. Or you watched it more than you watched the movie. That's true. I'm going, there's about three of them over here. I'm going to tell you, well, I probably haven't watched them more than the movie because a couple of them, the movie is just really important to me. Yeah. Same here. But I've watched a couple of these making of documentaries 
numerous times and love them almost as much as I do the movie. Yeah. And then, and you know, the, the thing is a lot of those, when, if, if that ever, if the hard copies ever go away and, and the world goes completely digital, will we ever see that again? You know, it's the same, it's the same no. thing with, you know, it was the same thing with, and, and I'm, I'm, it's a horrible comparison, but I'm going to do it. It's the same thing with eighties and nineties cartoons. That's why I always kept an eye out for when they came out on DVD or digital or Blu-ray, I would be at the store the next day buying them. And then sure enough, most of the ones I have are been discontinued and it's, you'll be held to find them digitally. Well, um, and, I was say, and I'll flip side that too. We're not just talking about video or we're not just talking about videos, but DVDs. We're not just talking about movies and cartoons and, and television shows. The other big trend is getting all your video games digitally. Like you can now download through the PlayStation Store. Right. Talk about or, that for a second. Cause I, that and, and I can't want the booklet. Well, not only the booklet. Okay. So I know some people have mixed feelings about this, but I loved Cyberpunk. It had some issues when it first came out. They fixed them. I get it. Glitches, no problem. They, they eventually fixed them. That being said, I, I bought Cyberpunk. I pre ordered. I very rarely pre ordered games. But I was like, ah, this is going to be my type of game. And it was. That being said, when I pre-ordered it, it came in the box. It was in a sleeve, like movies are, and then you open it and you get the plastic container out and you do all that stuff. But with it, honestly, came stuff that do I need? No. Does it affect the game? No. But I had stickers for the different squads, the different gangs, the different all the street punk signs. You get little sticker sheets with it. You got all the stuff. You got a little and and also promo codes for other games to get discount. Do I need that stuff? No. But I do like the fact that, you know, if, again, the Sony PlayStation Store stops carrying X game or they stop supporting it, which right. is, code which for is not which, having it. Which is the best comparison, I feel, not supporting it anymore. Yeah. Then, then I at least can go in and, yes, I've got my bare bones version that is on the disc, but at least I still have it. And so I think about that. Or if things get you know, get considered problematic in the future. I'm going to give a bad example. I don't think this has ever came up, but I, I do own, because of the, I, I was a kid in the 80s, folks, I watched the Dukes of Hazard. On the original Xbox, they made two Dukes of Hazard games. They are over here on my shelf. Why? Because I did enjoy playing them when they came out, but is that now problematic? If that was on a play, if that was on a quote unquote store now, would it probably be removed? Probably. Am I saying it shouldn't be removed? No. As you remove it, you own it, you have the right to do what you want. But I do think that's the other side of it. Is that if I own it, it's fine. I can go back and play my games. I don't. I mean, they weren't that good, <laughs> but, but they had the original voice cast, and I loved that part of it because I got to hear the original voice cast coming back to do the voice of Bo and Luke Duke, and it was. Ch- it was a remember berry. I'll, I'll use Joe's reference to South Park, but it was it was there, and it's it's mine. It's on my shelf. I own it. Great, and I think that's the other side of it. So I, I, that's my other thing about everything going digital is I'm not worried about the EMP blast that's going to knock it all out because if that happens, I'm going to lose my technology anyway. That being said, and we'll I have our copy of the Trigger Effect, and we'll know how to survive. No, you won't be able to watch it because there won't be any electricity. I got a generator. I do too. All right, then we're we're square. And I know two people with a generator. And I have a pistol, so I'm going to figure <laughs> this out. So, and James, uh, I now have two generators. <laughs> <laughs> 
And, and James, you're the only gamer out of the three of us. If I'm not mistaken, the new PS5 doesn't even have a slot for hard games. And if you want to, you have to pay $100 extra just to get that feature. Yes, there's two. There's, there's the PS5S and the PS5X. And I think I may have this reversed, so gamers don't kill me. I've not been able to find one in a store yet, so I don't own one. But I think the S is, is the one that doesn't have it, and the X is the one that does. And you have and, to pay a pretty penny to get that. Yeah, yeah, it's, a, it's an extra feature because everybody's going digital. And, yeah. and honestly, the other side of it, which kind of blows my mind, but again, it's going back, it does connect us back to movies. Uh, I, I read a review of the PS5 and the Xbox, the new Xbox, and the ones of those that have disc readers, they're top-of-the-line disc readers. Like they are, one of them allegedly is ready for 8K. Yeah. I don't, you know, 4K is still amazing to me, but 8K, whatever, it sounds great. That being said, again, if I'm buying that and I'm not buying it just to play video games on, I'm buying it as a true entertainment system, why would I not want that feature? And and honestly, I brought it up to somebody and they're like, because you can download it. And I'm like, but I don't want to download it. Like, I, I think that's the other side of it is how much, how much do we really want to download? How much do we really want to carry around with us? I mean, at some point, my phone has so much memory. My computer has so much memory. But if I want to have every season of Mystery Science Theater 3000, every season of Star Trek, every season of, why don't I want it as physical media? Yeah. I, it, it, it's carrying around one way or another. Do I have to have a thousand little thumb drives or am I going to have Oh look, it's a DVD and it's got the liners and I can read backstory and I well, it'll all yeah. be in the cloud so they can easily take it away from you. And you know, and, and the other thing, and I'll, and before we get into the, the, we actually talk about our favorite special feature DVDs. Uh, to to rely to to go on to James's conversation, this is extremely problematic. I'm going to admit that. Um, one of my favorite episodes of The Simpsons is the one that features Michael Jackson, yeah. and it's not for Michael Jackson. That whole last part where Bart sings that song to Lisa, I love that. It's emotional tugs. It tugs at me. It does. I, it's one of my most memorable moments of The Simpsons in the 30 some odd years it has been in existence. You cannot find that now unless you have the DVD set, which well, I, I didn't do. realize that it was on on Disney. They pulled it. It's no longer available. Yeah. Um, so um, unless you have the DVD set, it's that's your only ability to see that classic episode and see that moment yeah again it's not because of michael jackson they could have had somebody else doing a michael jackson's impression which everybody thought it was at the time mm-hmm. yeah because he was under contract right it was a contract yeah. issue. He, he said so he gave him a fake they, they, they never they never said it was him until years later mm-hmm. um so i now when i want to watch that one and i have watched it it's one of the episodes of the simpsons i actually go back and watch just because i love that scene it's when it's again it's one of those emotional experiences for me um but it's that's the only way we can watch it now so all right guys do we want to talk about our favorite extra features yeah you guys mind if i go first yes i want james to go (laughs) so one of the things i like hearing james's voice well one of the things one oh, of the best one of the best things about for someone who was a wannabe filmmaker uh one, one of the best things was uh audio commentary 
and having directors actually talk to you. And I know there's a few lists and I was Googling through. That's how I always start these things is I actually have to get my brain pumped or primed is to look at other people's lists. And that leads me somewhere. And I think, well, that's stupid. And then I go my own way anyway. But one of them, of the top audio commentaries, there's a lot of them that say, dude, where's my car? I've never listened to it. I've actually never seen the picture. Apparently, Chad's really funny. Hold, really hold on. funny commentary. Before we get on, I, I don't want to interrupt you too much. You really have not seen Dude, Where's Your, where's my, your Car? No, I've never seen it. I never saw it. I, I'm going to wow. be honest with you, Chad. I've only seen about 15 minutes of it. I've seen, the, I've seen it all the way through twice. And I am baffled that I, I, I'm never going to listen to the audio commentary, but man, yeah, it's no, not, I, it's guys, it's not good, but well, why'd you watch it twice? Uh, because I wonder, uh, the, I watched it the first time when it first came out and said, man, this is not good. And then cut to 15, 10 years later. I'm like, was it really that bad? So I watched it a second time. It was that bad. I love comedy. <laughs> I love comedy. You both know that. And the moment that came out, I was like, fuck this. It's the yeah. same. I, I don't. I've never watched most Polly Shore films. I just don't find him funny. The whole. Th- it's, it's not funny. Oh, yeah, Pauly, yeah. It's not funny. I tried to watch his son-in-law uh, six months ago because it was on something that we got a free preview. I, I didn't make it. I just can't do. It. He's not but funny. It has. It has Carla Gugino and Tiffany Amber Thiessen in it. I get it. And he was an RA. I was an RA. It's just not funny. All right. So I'll tell you what is funny. Tiffany <laughs> Amber Thiessen. <laughs> This Pat. is this is fear and loathing in Las Vegas, the Criterion edition. So we now I'm glad you're doing this. Go ahead. I'm did I steal one of yours. No, 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 no. No, I was gonna bring it up, but no, it this is loaded. This is loaded. This is Terry Gilliam loaded. Yeah, a good friend has, of yours got you that. <laughs> I wonder who. So it's loaded. That being said, the commentary with Hunter S. Thompson, S. Thompson and the two ladies good. in the room, one being his wife and the other one being producer, trying to keep him on track is its own joy. Do you understand, gentlemen? It's its own joy. Uh, it is I, to behold of him just screaming nonsense in the middle of things. And then 10 minutes later, waxing philosophically or eloquently a sentence or two. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's just like his documentaries, but it's in audio form, and it's wait. I've I've actually never heard of it. I've never heard it. I'm fascinated by it. Come borrow it. It's right there. I'll, I'll let you. I'll trade you some Ghostbuster cartoons to it. Mm. <laughs> so say, I've got it on my shelf. Yeah. No. It. Which is another thing, and that that's. And one this thing is out of print. print. I don't know what this is. For. And that, that's something we need to talk about too. By the way, go ahead, James. What being out of print? No. I think that's one of the important things too. Is. I think DVD special features that do something well, it's not just the director. I mean, the director can be one, but I mean, Hunter yeah. S. Thompson did not direct that film. He lived no. it. No, he lived, but yeah, presumably. You get that, that kind of version of it. And, and so I think that's one of the things that I love is there's so many movies, and this was not going to be one of mine, but I happen to have it still sitting here from our other one we did. You take something like Gangs of New York, and this is my old DVD copy. It's not Blu-ray. It's the old DVD two discs but it has a featurette about building the sets is that james's audio it's james's headset yeah oh what Am it's I crackling you, yeah. yeah you've got some cracklings and i oh, want well, some hot me, pork rinds but while james fixes that while james fixes things that's weird is it better what? now yeah weird go ahead Jeb. what were you gonna say no <laughs> I, I was i was kind of gonna about because uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna do the second one just because it's a great transition but 
uh, I'm also bringing up a criterion collection and that's something we need to talk about in terms of this. What happens to the criterion collection if this it's, all, I mean, it's streaming. It's but streaming, it's but you don't get all those special. You don't get all the shit. All you get are the movies. Yeah. I mean, HBO Max has a great collection of Criterion Collection movies. I am enjoying the hell out of it. That being said, I am missing all the extra features that come with the Criterion movies. They're not. And I, how do, and I refuse to believe they can't do that streaming. I refuse to believe that you can't oh, oh. pick the category for the Fear and Loathing Criterion Collection. And there, there's the commentary. There's the blow. And blah, I will blah. say there's HBO Max, James mentioned Disney. HBO Max has a little bit of that where you can um, go while the movie's playing. You can hit the down arrow button and underneath the the progress bar are special features if they're available but it's usually just like a five minute vignette of the making of it doesn't go in extensive like a bare bones dvd yeah, yeah. and that's what i was gonna say so you got have movies like this where you do have a costume design feature it because if you're doing a period piece and they go through they interview the people who made the costumes who made leonardo dicaprio's costume who made you know um that other guy that is a method actor that we'll, we'll call him uh, what, <laughs> Daniel Day Lewis. Day Lewis. J. Yeah. Travante. Yeah. Um, but this also, every channel did a featurette about the history of the five points and it's a actual history. It's on here. You know, so it, it's not, I mean, there is legitimate history that they put in this. So if you're really into this movie or movies like this, they give you something that says, okay, you're interested in this reality. Let's give you the actual history. Let's give you how this was all made, how this, how the sets were built, how all of that came together. And I think that's one of the things that, you know, it's, it's a phenomenal feature on a DVD or on a Blu-ray, but it's going, you're going to be hard. It's probably hard to sell that to Disney or HBO max or even criterion about okay you need to take up bandwidth and space on your your servers because one out of a thousand subscribers probably less than that want to watch the costume feature it yeah it's you're responding to your thing whereas on this disc it was you know i paid probably 20 bucks for this when it came out but it was they had a one disc edition and for three bucks more i got all the bonus features right so the two disc I, I think if we lose that, we lose something. Now, have I ever watched that costume feature? No, I did mm-hmm. watch the Discovery Channel and the history of the five points. I did watch that part. And so I, I think that's the thing is it actually shows the diversity that goes into the film of, of who's interested in what. It gives you the chance to pursue what you want to pursue. Cool. Um, I'm, I'm going to go next, okay? Because uh, yeah, Joe's, Joe's talk of his comment, the commentary type kind of goes with my commentary type. And I'll be honest with you guys, I'm doing something a little different because um, all of mine, I started thinking of putting my list together. And I'm like, oh, wait, mine's a whole nother category. Um, and the first one I want to talk about is the love of one of my favorite directors of all time, Kevin Smith. I do love all of his films and each one of his DVD Blu-ray, Blu-rays mm-hmm. is chock full of amazing extras, extra features. Um, and the cut the two that i kind of want to focus on more than any is first the clerks um uh special this the clerks special edition with uh, the audio commentary uh and it involves kevin smith actually trying to talk about the movie and jason muse uh who plays jay mm-hmm. uh, is 
pass, slowly going into coma from being drunk too much. And he'll occasionally, and Kevin Smith will occasionally have to kick him and he'll go smoochy boochies. I've got a whole thing right here just on Kevin Smith commentaries. Keep going, Jeff. Yeah. And, and, and chime in on this because I'm, uh, um, no, but, you're absolutely right. That's, yeah, the, um, that's the best one. Yeah. And that's the best one. Um, the next one that comes is his, is the Criterion Collection of Chasing Amy. The Mall Rats one's great too because I learned quite a bit about him working with Mickey Rourke and um, all this other all the other stuff about being in the mall. It's fascinating. But oh, the chasing, I need to see that. It's re- it's really I got the the collector's edition right here. Um, but uh, the, wow, um, the Criterion Collection of Chasing Amy is fascinating because not only does it have the audio commentary, it has a ton of special features, um, including video introductions. Uh, screen specific audio commentary with Kevin Smith only and then the rest of the crew um and then the other one I do want to bring up dogma real quick this is the dogma special edition which I I think is out of print guys um and it is fascinating not only because of the audio commentaries where you where he tells you great stories about Alan Rickman how Jason Mewes was so nervous that he actually memorized the whole script for dogma not just his parts he he memorized everything I hope that's right. I'm, it might have been mall rats, but I'm pretty sure it's dog. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, and the other cool thing about this, uh, the and I wanted to highlight Dogma, is not only the special features, but another thing we miss from streaming is the chapters or how the disc is built because this thing is fascinating. It it has Easter eggs all over the place because if you were if you were in our age group, when you got special right. edition DVDs you hunted for Easter eggs. Yeah. Yeah. And it that's was something great. people don't remember. And um, with dogma Easter eggs, like you could click on one thing and there'd be this old, I, I mentioned this in the previous episode, there'd be this old lady talking about how you're sinning against God by watching this movie and you're going to burn in hell. And, you know, it, and not only that, just, it was very pretty to look at. And there are plenty of other movies. I'm going to mention a couple that have a he, he, amazing, opening into the movie um but uh yeah kevin smith's special features of his movies if they ever go away i know he does live shows and you can watch those but it doesn't capture all these people in one room talking into microphones and chatting about their experience making the movie which with me being the cinephile that i am and the kevin smith lover i am it puts me in the view of being there while they're making the film. And that's a whole nother level of enjoying this, these movies. Right. So well, go ahead, Joe, do you have yeah, something you want to mention? Well, what I was going to say is, is that they're all fantastic and you, you covered it all and I don't want to spend too much on it. I think another good example of Easter eggs for, for James gets to, or James already did one. Another good example is the matrix one. That one had Easter eggs in it too. I don't actually have yeah. it over here on my, but that's a good point that I didn't put down on my list was Easter eggs looking for shit. You just sit there with that DVD remote trying to oh, highlight it up. We did it. I did it constantly. Yeah, there was a do- there'd be a half a dozen people in my apartment, Chad. Right, all sitting around, yeah. half drunk, just doing it. We did it all the time. It's like, oh my god, let's see if we can find some. Well, and they, say, and and even even the the James Bond DVDs. I don't know about the re-releases that the where you got them in the black box and six movies at a time. But the original releases MGM did. Doctor No had had you know if you went over and went through the menus you could eventually click over and highlight a oh yeah you talked glass. about that yeah yeah and it was it gave you Bond's martini recipe as written by Ian Fleming what Ian Fleming himself creator of James Bond 
said he would drink. And, and why was it shaking and not stirred? And it gave you a science lesson about what shaking and not stirred did and why it was logical that Bond would want it shaken instead of stirred. It had something to do with how quickly the body could absorb alcohol, how it was oxygenated. I literally learned more about mixology by Bond movies and their stupid Easter eggs yeah. than, than I did anywhere else. Well, right. uh, so... I, am I next? I can't remember. Well, James, uh, James mentioned games in New York, but James, do you have one you want to talk about? In I, I want to talk about one that is near and dear to my heart. And, and I sadly, I missed out on getting this on Blu-ray. Um, and I, I kicked myself because now I think it sells for about 140 bucks. I want to talk about probably one of the most extreme reason physical media needs to continue to exist because it gets all the versions out there. I want to mention the five-disc edition, the ultimate edition of Blade Runner. Oh, damn it! If you've never heard of this, is that the five-disc? Yes, of course I have the five-disc. Oh, no, it's, I just, I, it's 140 bucks right now. I looked Are at this, it. This shit's 140 Yes. You know why? Because it's got, the, it's got the, the working print. Well, no, that's not the reason why this is amazing. Yeah, that's cool. That four-hour documentary. So this is not one of my say, favorite was, movies. Yeah. This is not one of my favorite movies. I'm sorry. I'm going to jump on the bank with this is next anyway. This works fine. This this works fine. Uh, the four-hour documentary on the making Dangerous of this Days, right? is one of the best. Is if probably actually, you know what? I'm going to say is the best making of documentary ever made. It has to be in the top three. The other one I'm going to show in a minute. It's probably my other two or three. But the one on here, and it's four, I mean, it's twice the length of the movie, but it's fascinating of how movies are made. Once again, if you're in the film, that's what makes this amazing. I did not realize I was sitting on 150 bucks. I, I, I looked at it because I don't have it on Blu-ray. Yeah. Uh, and I've, got, I've got a four disc. I got the four disc. I don't have the five. And I'm going to get you... it. I have to. That being said, I wanted to say real quick, here's what's on it, just if you're interested. Disc one was the all new final cut. Yeah. This too is that documentary, yep. which includes cast and critics. And like mm-hmm. Joe said, it's really thorough. This three is a theatrical version, which it was a big deal when that came out because the theatrical version had disappeared more or less. You can find it on VHS yeah. and I found it on VHS a couple of times and I would literally watch Similar it. to Star Wars, simple, similar yeah. to A New Hope of being able to try, which was actually originally called just Star Wars. Star Wars, but I could buy it, watch it. I, and actually, to be honest, this is a true story. My mother knew so much that I liked Blade Runner and that it the original theatrical print, which is where it has narration, mm-hmm. was out of print. My mother would pick them up at yard sales if she saw them. And I probably made reselling those that she found. I'd work, watch them, make sure they worked. And I always would be like, ah, something would happen. I'd need some money to pay for a book or something for class. I'd sell it. But anyway, so it has the theatrical version. It has, on this series, the theatrical version, the international version, the 1992 Director's Cut version. Yep. Disc four is the quote-unquote bonus disc, which has all the enhancement archives. It's 90 minutes of deleted footage. It's all that stuff. It has all the featurettes about Philip K. Dick, who wrote... Uh, Dangerous Dream of Electric, Electric Sheep. Sheep. Um, it has interviews they did with Philip K. Dick uh, around the time the movie was coming out, so it has all that archival footage. Which apparently he liked the movie apparently he saw a cut and really liked the movie he thought that was the first time anybody got his vision it it has deleted and alternate scenes it has all the promotional stuff it has all that and then disc five is a big deal for a lot of people 
And that's why the fifth disc is what a lot of people want. It's a work print version. So it's a rare version of the film that is considered by some to be the most radically different of the Blade Runner cuts. And by the way, if you're keeping score, there's already five cuts. Yeah. Right? And it's so the work print cut is the one that tries to be more complete. And so that's another reason I wanted to bring up Blade Runner because I do love that movie. But it is it, it that that if you're looking for one that and you have to think it's just quote unquote one movie like we talk about Alien Quadrilogy and how it has all those features and, and that's great. Here's a movie that gives you five discs for one movie. for one uh, and, and they're worth watching. Chad, they're have you ever watching. watched the four hour documentary on it? I have not. It's enthralling. It shouldn't be. It's four hours long. And yeah. as much as I liked Yodorowsky's mm-hmm. Dune, I got slightly bored with it in places. And it's only two hours. And that's considered one of the, another great film. But it's nowhere near as good as that four-hour. It's called Darkest Days, uh, Dangerous Days. I couldn't even remember. Be, it just, it's from, as this phrase goes, from pillar to post of this is here, this is how we got here, and this is the madness in between. Wow. i have to check it out sometime. Yeah, no, I didn't, I've never seen it. Yeah. Is it my turn? Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to. So, James, you mentioned it. I had to pull it out because we have the Alien quadri- quadri- uh, Anthology. And it was called an anthology or te- quadrilogy, but it was a tetralogy, whatever it is. What I love about the first two movies, well, they're, they're just staples. I love them both. But what I'm going to say is the documentary on the making of Alien in this one, it's got the theatrical version and the just restored director's cut, which actually... I like both, but I like the director's cut because it has the Tom Skerritt scene that I wish they'd never cut. I know why they cut it, but it doesn't hurt the movie to have it. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Where she finds him later and he's been basically cocooned. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the reason why, you know, basically James Cameron had a whole jumping point of, I can show the evolution of this and how the eggs are made, you know, as far as the movie goes for aliens, but the making of alien and, the interview on here with Ron, Ron Chusset and Dan O'Bannon, they were the writers. Dan O'Bannon was the writer and Ron Chusset wrote part of the story and they produced. If you guys don't know who Dan O'Bannon is, he's a crazy son of a bitch who went to film school with John Carpenter. They met and back to Yodorowsky's Dune got basically in Europe working on it. Didn't end up, ended up on Ron Chusset's doorstep fed him hot dogs till they finally came up with an idea for alien, which was star beast. Long story short, he tells great stories because nobody on this movie, guess what? Got along to make it to where it is. And once again, you wouldn't know any of that. If you watched alien, do you need to know that? No, but if you're into the making of movies, excellent, excellent. The unfortunate thing is, is I think most of this stuff on this one, we're talking about streaming. You can actually find on YouTube. You know, I think that the the other part of it, and just to bounce off this, and I know we're not going in any order, and I apologize. No, it but the, behind, the behind yeah. the scenes story. We're not going in order because you keep knocking us out of order, but that's okay. <laughs> Actually, Joe interrupted me. Thank you. And I'm well, you movie. you pulled mine. <laughs> anyway, not what I was going to say. Though you talk oh, about I got one left now. You you talk about the commentaries and everything, and I mentioned this on the show before, and I know we're not supposed to talk about him because he did horrible things, and I'm not going to dispute that. But honestly, talking about one of the things I love about special features and those commentaries, like you were talking about, you get that bigger picture. Yep. You get that, oh, people didn't get along. 
if if you ever get a chance and you want to sit around and think, how did this man ever win awards? Because it's fascinating to listen to. Now he's dry as dirt. But I know where he's going. Get a chance. Roman Polanski's commentary on the ninth gate. I, I was sitting there listening to it, going, "How did this? Who lets this man make movies? And it has nothing to do with his past." There's entire scenes where he's sitting there, and and if you've not seen the ninth gate, it's about a book, a quest for pages from this book that will open basically the door to hell. And it's Johnny Depp and all that stuff. But he, he in his commentary, he's like, "That is not Johnny's hands. I forgot to film Johnny's hands, so we had to film stunt hands." after we filmed the most of the movie i completely forgot and then he's at one point there's a character that hangs himself an old man and he says i completely forgot to film feet dangling that's how you let people know that people have died from, that, from suicide i so we went back and filmed that after and the entire thing like i was saying there it's very dry he doesn't have a lot of excitement in his voice about anything but it was really interesting to think okay this is again not not excusing his, the, what he's been linked to and the crimes he committed or anything, but just hearing somebody that, you know, oh, the pianist, he made, oh, he's he's an art, auteur, and then you hear him and you're like, this guy, it, 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 it takes away it takes away none of what he's accomplished, but it makes you realize that people make movies. That there's nothing phenomenal. He's a human. He's a human. Yeah. And some nothing, of them are incredibly lucky. Incredibly yeah. lucky. Well, and that's and that's one of the things that he said was, you know, the, the ability he had to go back and certain things worked better. He mm-hmm. said by not having it always be Johnny Depp's hand, and I think, and I may be misremembering, if anybody's a huge Ninth Gate fan, feel free to call me out. But I think at one point, there's four different sets of hands that are used in place for, for Johnny Depp's hands. And I think one of them is even a woman's. And he goes, well, it makes the film seem more surreal. And I'm like, you took an accident and used it to your advantage. Well, yeah. And I was like, no, and it's and so, but I do I appreciate that part of it when you do hear these stories about, oh, here's this, here's why this worked out this way, or here's, you know, and some of it you, when you don't have a commentary, you miss out on sometimes plot holes, right? And because sometimes the biggest critiques of movies are those people. So anyway, go ahead. Uh, Joe, were you okay? So. Um, this one's a little off the wall, believe believe it or not, because I didn't think I was I was going to be talking about it because I, I have a, a bunch here next to me, but I was looking at my collection and I had to bring this up. So not only am I a love a lover of movies, I love my comic books too, and we got to give it credit the fact that Batman started this whole process where we are now, for better or for worse. Are you um, discounting the early '80s Captain America movies? I am. And the, the, and and the Swamp and, Thing, and, yeah, and Spider Man, and uh, the Incredible Hulk. I'm discounting them all. Well, those, because the, the, the TV dark series, I, I, I defend. Yeah, yeah. He shit uh, on Wes Craven's Swamp Thing, but we would not have Bat or or uh, Jim Wynorski Swamp Thing too. That's um, true. Uh, but no, we wouldn't have or Peter David script movie. for Swamp With, Thing. <laughs> No, without, the book, the novelization. Yeah, the novelization. Yeah. Shot this. Sorry, keep going. Uh, without Tim Burton's Batman, but over the course of a of, over the course of a year or two, um, they released all the special editions, and I have the Blu-ray of the original Batman because it was actually gifted to me. But um, I actually ended up collecting all the special editions of the first uh, four Batman films, 
And I do own Batman and Robin. And it's specifically for the special features because with these series of, of, of movies, they released a eight-part documentary on the le- called The Legends of the Dark Knight, the history of Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, for example, this one has parts one through four on it. And it talks about the evolution of the comic book. Which one is and this one for our listening audience? This is the first Batman film. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, James. Show- um, <laughs> James. Sorry, I did a James. For those YouTubes. But yeah, um, it has, uh, it's the first Batman has four parts, has the first four parts on it. And uh, it talks about the evolution of the comic books and then the journey to get it to the, to the first 1989 Batman. And on top of that, all of these movies also have something called Beyond Batman's Documentary Gallery. And it goes into all the special features, the costumes, the gadgets, the makeup how they detailed everything for each one of these movies. And if you love comic book movies and you love that and you love uh, cinema, these are worth watching. That's interesting because for years, those were bare bones. They are. Yeah. You, uh, I have the original Batman. It's on bare DVD bones. Like Beetlejuice or, is also bare bones. For yeah. Years. It was, it was in, it came in those cardboard mm-hmm. co- uh, cases that you just had to click open wow. and it, there was nothing to them. And then several years later, they released these. And I didn't go out and buy them immediately, um, except for Batman and Batman Returns. I did go buy those immediately. And then I found Batman Forever um, on the cheap. And then I just happened to run it, uh, Batman, and Rob, Batman and Robin on a sale for like two bucks. And I picked it up because I wanted to complete the series. And I, was, I came on the verge of buying it several times, but I just held out until I got it for cheap. And I am so glad I got the whole set because, again, there are these amazing detailed documentaries from Tim Burton and from Joel Schumacher. And that's also the other thing. They each have commentaries from both directors talking about their movies. Um, And it's just fascinating how much stuff went into making Batman films and how difficult and all the craziness that came about to make the first Batman. Um, I highly recommend it. And again, these features aren't anywhere that I know of other than on these, these four limited edition DVDs. I've got to ask a question. I mean this seriously. Do they also have the music videos? No, James, thank you. They have every single music video from each movie on Because I can remember the, the, the Prince video. I remember that being a big deal. That yeah, Prince they have did Batman. They have all three Prince uh, in the, on the first Batman disc. They have all three. They have the Bat Dance, the Party Man, and the uh, Scandalous music videos that for, from Prince. Yeah, yeah. So I, and then, of I, course, Batman Forever has "Kiss from a Rose," the YouTube video. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. it, it had they have everything, everything you could ever want out of these four movies, is on these discs. And having the whole collection, stuff. it's amazing. Is there, is there a behind-the-scene feature that explains how a rose from a grave would be able to kiss you? No, <laughs> no. Yeah, but, but if I'm not mistaken, but, but after it, it's clubbing seals. And if I'm not uh, mistaken. This that that song was already released, and then Joel Schumacher Joel Schumacher picked it for the movie, and then Joel Schumacher shot the music video. He did shoot the music video. Yeah, so uh, he called double dipping. (laughs) He took a pre-existing song and made it synonymous with that. It works well. It does work well. It works well for that movie. By the way, you ever get asked like like what's your favorite episode? Who's the favorite person you talk to? I think my favorite story ever was Paul Hirsch talking about Joel Schumacher, why he oh, got into the movie business. If you're yeah. not familiar with that, go watch our Paul Hirsch episode. Yeah. 
best answer ever of why you got into the movie business. Yep. That's one of the be- one of the highlights of the Bonehead Weekly. That is I, I think it's one of my favorite. Who's yeah. next? James. I yeah, I you know what I want to talk about and this is a no, special topic of sub feature and I want to mention it because I think I wish more people did it. I wish we had more of these special features. And I'm not going to bring up just one movie. I'm going to name off three that I know of off the top of my head. Because they are all just so, so important. When you have a special feature that is people in character watching the film. It's not quite Hunter S. Thompson, but they did a version of This is Spinal Tap where they reunited them and had them in character watch This is Spinal Tap and do commentary. We get Bruce Campbell doing it in Bubba Hotep. <laughs> if you've never seen that, if you love Bubba Hotep, you have not seen. If you watch it on streaming, you got to go buy the disc. Make sure you buy the disc with the with Bruce Campbell in character as Elvis watching the movie. Because and Joe knows this lie, but it's one of my favorite things ever. I never made too many terror pictures. Uh, Harem Scarum had some few moments, <laughs> had some few terror <laughs> moments in it. I mean, it's just. He's it's doing true. it as Elvis watching this movie. And and the other one is probably a special shout out. Um, it was done as a streaming series to begin with. So it's weird they ended up on DVD. But then on the DVD special feature, they added a commentary. And oddly enough, the commentary becomes a second musical movie, Dr. Hor- uh, Dr. Horrible Sing-Along Blog. Mm-hmm. If you've not seen it on, on, on DVD... Get the DVD, go to the special features, and it even has its own song where Nathan Fillion sings a song about how much better he is than Neil Patrick Harris. And he does it in song. And the only way you're gonna find it, it may be you may be able to get up on YouTube, but is it came from that DVD. Man, we are we are riddling this episode with controversial people, aren't we? <laughs> James brings well, up Roman Polanski, the General Lee. And well, Josh Whedon. Let's not use the word we. Uh, yeah, I was about to say, and by the way, again. <laughs> let's be that's specific. Probably, that's probably an episode we need to do. It's it was Jesse Back. He's kept saying it all. That's a joke <laughs> yeah, for James. Jesse Back. Jesse, as Jesse Back, Flaming Tower, Tower, four people. If that four people will, who don't listen to this will laugh their ass off. Yeah. Uh, that being said, no, I, I I don't mean to bring up controversial people, but I do think it's, I think those type of features are interesting. Yeah, and Josh uh, Sweden deserves a lot of credit for that. Because I, I, I think Bill Cosby do, was still funny. I, I'm just I, I, it's just that's true. probably an episode I'd love to do, and maybe we need to pitch this to him. I would love to do an episode if we could get somebody like I don't Todd think Farmer. we could pitch anybody about Bill Cosby. I don't uh, think no, no, no. I would love to get somebody, maybe we can get Todd Farmer back mail. or Mick Strawn, or maybe we can get both of them to do an episode together. Because I would love to have a discussion of people where of people that have worked in the industry. When do you separate the art from the artist? That's a good one. Like I, I would love to do because I, I struggle with that. By the way, I haven't I, heard from Mick in a while. Is he dead? I hope he's not dead. I mean, I think he's probably doing stuff and stopped listening to our show. Yeah, that's probably true. I mean, God bless he, him. He hung in there. Yeah, I mean, he made it longer than I have. Yeah, yeah. I don't too. even listen. I don't know to speak until I see y'all stop moving your lips. I don't Are even you done? listen. To yeah, no, I just so that's that is a very specific type of special feature. Okay. I named three things that it's in. You all may know other ones, but there is something there is something special about having a character critique themselves and them staying in character. 
And I didn't know that about the, I don't actually, it, I can't believe I'm saying, I don't own Bubba Hotep. I didn't know there was an audio. I have a signed copy of Bubba Hotep. I found it the other day. No, wait, wait, wait. I take that back. I own Bubba Hotep. I don't know if I own a Bubba Hotep with the audio commentary. You should have. It came out on the original disc. All right, I'll check it. It's Bruce Campbell. It's hilarious. Because I have not seen it. He calls him Don Coscarizzi. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, Don Coscarizzi there. He's uh Yeah. Well, I don't know why James turned Elvis in the north into F- Cliff Clavin. Cliff Clavin. I got a problem. Everybody sounds like Cliff Clavin to me. All right. Yeah, you see there, Joe. <laughs> so I'm saving one of my favorites for the last. For you all to know, I love Lord of the Rings. And by God, you no son of a bitch. Body put together special features like Peter Jackson. I, I actually want to caveat that. What? Not only Lord of the Rings, he did it for The Hobbit too. Say what you will about the Hobbit films. I've actually never special... watched the special features for The Hobbit. I finally I bought, not... I finally bought them and haven't went back to do. Uh, I haven't broke I mean, the you, plastic. It, much like they're the same with that, they're the same there. If it's if you want special features, go ahead, clear your schedule. Joe, I was wondering if you were going to bring it up, so I have it here just in case. But yes, there's the, the, the appendices, man. There is a. So they I'm have not, DVD ROMs, people. DVD ROMs in these special editions. So what I want to tell you all is a story. Uh, there was a guy I used to work with. James may have briefly worked with him because James and I worked together a couple of times in life. We, that was when he's going away part. It was like, is this going to happen again? Who knows? Probably, we're probably getting too old. And James is more successful than me. But <laughs> Give me time. I'll get fired. Give you time. You give you time. He'll fuck it up. But the friend of mine or a co-worker was talking about his daughter that the appendices in the making of fellowship two towers return of the jedi return of the jedi return, return, of the king, return of the king was something his daughter fell asleep to she watched it so much and that it had a special place in his heart more than just the movie because his daughter loved lord of the rings so much she was at that age right where it just the yeah. same thing with me when i hit star wars because when i watched fellowship of the ring i knew at that time if my if i'd have been 10 to 15 years older my mind would have melted and this would what well, almost did anyway i still think fellowship's my favorite out of the three and i'm yeah, a no person i know i don't know if you all feel like this but in terms of those it is the a perfect trilogy yeah, it has flaws, but oh yeah, yeah. there's flaws. Yeah, yeah. Let, let, but it's are... one. Of, but it's one of my favorite. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's one of my. Fa- yeah, I'm waiting till my son gets old enough because it's just so much. Yeah, same here with my kids. Yeah, so that story I think is kind of beautiful. She it wasn't is. falling asleep. She wasn't falling asleep to the make to the movie. She was falling asleep to the appendices, which are exquisitely done, and they are very detailed extremely that and the, was everything was documented and you know with and with your and with your cases of your collection mm-hmm. this is another thing and it, it it was rare when it happened but will gone will be gone the days where you get a special edition with an extra gift because joe got all three of his with the special gifts that came with it yeah for anybody who follows me on social media i just add re uh, just finished off our storage room and i've had to get rid of things and move things uh, over the last six months to a year plus COVID, I was sitting around the house going, "Do I need this shit?" But I've kept, I've kept nobody, nobody who who doesn't know me would notice anything gone. So I kept most of it. But one of the best things about that was me getting those damn things out of the box so I could look at them and and having them over here 
display. I didn't have them displayed. They were in storage. Wow. It had been for many years, but you're not going to get that with a little golem or the two actual two towers. And I mean, that just doesn't occur anymore. You get what at best now, maybe a steel case. That's something they've done the last few years. Yeah. The steel case collector. I don't give a shit about that. You could actually get a beautiful piece of art, ceramic art to go along with something. And these were special ordered, right, Chad? Remember, I'd get these yeah. the day that we'd have them and they'd come in and I, I can remember stopping everything to rewatch the movie that night and then spending yeah. the next week just plowing through the special features. I have, I have watched these movies at least five times. I can't if remember not more. the last time I watched Fellowship of the Ring, actually. Yeah. It's my um, favorite. But, but yeah, the, and the special features on those are so massive, guys. I haven't even got through them all. Oh, I'm I, sure I've watched them all, but I don't know. I can't, I can't, was. I can't. It was, I can't it was tell in the you. 2000s. It was in the 2000s. I, yeah. I, will, I will tell a story of my kids. I tried to show them the special editions. Uh, and it was, it's been about two years ago. So, not my the daughter, theatrical, the special edition. Yeah. I tried to start them on the special edition because I was like, oh, you'll get the complete experience. It was too long for me. It was, it's it was, too- it was a bit much. And it reminded me, didn't Peter Jackson himself say, you know, yes, there's a reason to have both. Yeah, his point was is excellent. His point was, I can't ask you to sit in a theater for three hours for more than three hours, but I can ask you to sit in your house for three and a half, three forty-five, so you can pause it and go make a sandwich. Yeah, yeah, and you can go pee. And you, it's just if you ask me which one's the best one, well, it depends. If you're at home, watch the extended version. If you're at a movie theater, the theatrical versions. That's a lot to take in too. It's three hours. I'm yeah. And I know Chad was there uh, for the last one and, you know, it was a big to do. We'd buy a tick. Well, now we're getting into Lord of the Rings. So, but back to the special features. Definitely. Yeah. That's my last one. I mean, there's a ton more over there, but those are the ones that mean a lot to me. Yeah. And, and that was going to be my third pick. I saved that for last because I figured Joe was going to bring it up. Um, But James stole mine. Yeah. I have a couple of backups and I'm, I'm kind of glad you did because we have to talk about one. I have it, but let's talk about the many, many special editions of army of darkness. Oh, <laughs> I was going to put it and stopped because I don't want to just talk about army of darkness. I want to talk about the evil dead trilogy as a whole of the media editions yeah. and the famous Bruce Campbell. How many editions are you going to do of this? How many are you going to buy? Yes, exactly. And and there are many editions of each one of those films, but I think Army of Darkness takes the cake. I, I can't even remember how many special editions, and I ended up getting the Shout Factory edition. I don't uh, have I the went, Shout one. I stopped I, buying them. I, I never bought one because every time they kept coming out, I'm like, I'm going to hold out. And then I'm glad I did because I got every definitive piece of, say, of yeah. I, I've got the official bootleg which is called the official bootleg where it looks like it's in a brown paper bag yeah. Yeah. and it doesn't have the original ending. Yeah. It yeah. only yeah. has the, the, yeah. the ending they cut. And so I sit there going, well, now I have to buy another one. Cause I want the original ending too. Well, I so, have the Ash versus the army of darkness one, which has two, but I also have the original universal print, uh, you know, for the first yeah. one of that. And then, and then there's the boomstick edition. Yep. Um, and then, uh, the reason I got the Shout Factory edition, I'm glad I waited. It uh, it's a three disc. It has the theatrical version on disc one, the director's cut on disc two, and the international cut on disc three. <laughs> I have to go buy that fucking thing now. You <laughs> suck a whole bag. So and and they did it, but 
you can't just start it on when you're dirty. I think they all are that. And so one yeah. of the- And I, I have the extra special edition of Evil Dead 2 on Blu-ray. So. I, have I, have, I have the the I have the first two I have in the book editions. Now I have all three of them now in the book edition. I don't like I only have Evil Dead 2 in the book edition. And one Dead, I've got that Anchor Bay three disc of Evil Dead. And yeah. I almost almost bought the Blu-ray about six months ago and realized did you watch the evil dead lately watch it really high def it doesn't need a blu-ray no it doesn't away from it and i have 16 millimeter shout on super 16 blu-ray does it no favors no it doesn't you see the glue it does no favors those guys were doing their best in tennessee with two hundred thousand dollars over winter yes and then that's what i'm saying uh this is this is one of those prime examples the Evil Dead series is a prime example of special features going away. If you do not have special features, you do not have the Boomstick Edition. You do not have the international cut, the director's cut, and the original. All you're going to have is whichever one they fucking give you, which is more than likely just going to be the standard theatrical version. Um, but also the commentaries, the special features on all the discs on Evil Deads are great. That you Army of Darkness commentary and the Evil Dead 2 are really good commentary because yes. Sam Raimi and them do impersonations of Rob Tappert. And if you guys yep. don't know who that is, it's the producer. <laughs> let's get the one with, let's get the girl, the good looking girl. He's the one that's married to Xena. Yes. <laughs> they're, they're, but that's they all do their impersonation of Rob Tappert. And by the way, I've seen him interviewed. He doesn't actually sound like that. Yeah. So, uh, no, I had to bring up, if it, this was on my back burner when Joe brought up War of the Rings, I, I figure, Joe, this we have to talk of, especially Army of Darkness, just because in Evil Dead 2, there are so many different editions, and there are people out there who bought every single one. I bought three myself. The one of the cool things I'll say about is well, the, I was doing my research. Well, Joe, you bought the one that had, uh, you bought the one with the Necronomicon, right? Yeah, it's a book edition, but they did one for the Evil Dead and the Evil Dead 2. James, yep. where you could push the eye and it screamed, right? Yep. I oh, James, I didn't one. know you had the eye one. Oh, yeah. Nothing but the best here at the time. But really quick, guys, there was a list. It was a pretty decent list, but number seven or eight out of 14 best special features had Evil Dead 2's matte frame. Instead of where they do the box, it was the three by four. And it basically, in most of those, you can see because they'll just put the mat over to make it late because they just shot in 35 and 35 is more like three by four. I'm sorry. This is really technical for most of you. But apparently on Evil Dead 2, if you watch the three by four, you just get more of the screen. You don't really see the boom and all the other problems that you do in most movies that they just cut out. Well, and let let me read. Now I got to go watch that. And guys, we're uh, we're getting way too technical, but uh, in the Shop Factory edition of uh, yeah. of uh, Army of Darkness, disc three, the international cut, it has a new 4K scan from the inner positive, along with the television version. <laughs> I I just need to go buy it now. God, bless America. James, uh, got one last one. I, I, I've got, I've got two. I want to mention. And, and one, I got honorable wanna... mention. Uh, I got an honorable mention, but I don't have it over here. And I'll do it. I'll do. I'll say my honorable mention, but one I want to talk about. So, and and I can remember when this was announced. I was at a Star Trek convention. It was in Chicago, and they announced that they were going to go back. So this tells you when it was was the 40th anniversary. Uh, They were going to go back, and they were going to update the special effects on the original series. And by the way, you want to talk about a divided crowd. They talk about Star Trek fans liking or not liking the new series. No, 
that crowd immediately divided. Here's what's funny about that, and I did not know this until very recently. I have the original released DVDs with the original effects, and then they released the remastered ones. Well, they have re-released them again, and it has a cool feature that is why we need to keep digital or to keep actual disc around. You can seamlessly switch back and forth. You don't have to pause. You don't have to relaunch. If you hit, depending on how your DVD player is set up, the back button, it'll go back to the 1966 special effects without you restarting the episode, without you doing anything. Hit forward, it'll show you the remastered. It's all on one disc, and it's all done episode by episode. So you can switch back and forth whichever one you want. I honestly, because I have my original ones, and I've been thinking, oh, you know, I do like some of the updated effects. I want to keep the original ones because that's what I grew up with. That's what I watched with my parents. But I was like, ah, new effects are kind of cool. So when they came up with the most recent edition, they were like, oh, it's got both of them. And you actually can just switch back and forth. Don't even pause. Just hit back and it'll be like, oh, here's the original ones. Doesn't interrupt your episode. Doesn't restart. It doesn't do anything. I was like, that is a special feature. And so another reason where I was like, oh, you can't do that. You, there are, I think everybody actually, because of, of how old Star Trek is, you know, Hulu has the original series and Paramount mm -hmm. Plus obviously has the original series and Netflix has the original series. Does None Netflix of them. still have it? They did last time I checked, but I haven't checked. That lately. doesn't matter. Keep going. None of them are going to offer that feature. None of them so far also have, have uh, offered the feature of uh, converting Deep Space Nine to high def. By the way, you want to know, you want to also trigger a bunch of Star Trek fans? Mention how Deep Space Nine has not been under conversation for upgrade to high def. They did it with uh, the original series. They upgraded the original series. They did it with Next Generation. Nobody's doing it for Deep Space Nine, and a lot of fans are upset. But that's the story for another day. But again, probably another reason why we do need to keep physical media around to give people what they want my honorable mention is really quick they do they've done a real shout factory does a fantastic job shout factory and scream factory scream factory yeah. is just i say honestly i think shout factory to, in, in a larger regards does a better job than criterion it depends but yeah i, I so shout factory has done like the friday the 13th that came out and blew everybody's brain a few years ago or last year but the original one of those that I remember is, and I have it, and you guys know what I'm talking about, is the original Nightmare on M Street box set. It was loaded, yeah. loaded, loaded for the time. And it's is, is, is great. Even it came with the original 3D glasses for Freddy's, or a pair of 3D glasses for you to watch Freddy's dead. That's my honorable mention. It took me long, and that has a bunch of Easter eggs on it too. Yeah. And, and tons of interviews with everybody who made those movies. Does it yeah. interview mixed on? You know, it doesn't interview mixed on. I need to ask it has about nothing. that sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it had Darabont, you know, because Frank Darabont wrote the third one. I mean, there's just tons of people. Keep going. Who's next? Um, I'm gonna do my honorable, I'm gonna do my honorable mention because it was close to being mentioned. Um the 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 special edition of Fight Club mm -hmm. is again another prime example of having a lot of special features that just wouldn't make it in the streaming. Um, and not only that, uh, you mentioned the main fake trailer for a Drew Barrymore movie. I don't know I, if it is. Fast. I haven't Double seen check it. Check me on that. But I think but, um, if you get a certain special features, it's it'll start with a fake trailer. And Joe mentioned the Matrix, and I mentioned Dogma. But in terms of the chapter and the intro to the disc, I think the best one. This might be arguably the best one ever. 
in terms of its intro into the film and it turning into the bar of soap with Fight Club and the Easter eggs you can find in it. It's fantastic. But also the audio commentary between Fincher, uh, Carter, uh, uh, I go back and listen to that. Pitt and uh, oh Jesus, uh, Edward Ar- Edward Norton. James almost. Uh, it is great, especially like I, I love listening to Fincher because he's so critical of his work, and like on a few times in the movie he goes, "Yeah, I shot that too damn dark," and I love that. Yeah, <laughs> um, him criticizing his work, but also um, the supplementals. There's 17 behind the scenes vignettes that are on this special edition of Fight Club. They're all worth watching, even the outtakes, because sometimes. Like nowadays, the the outtakes they put on like the Marvel DC movie, the Marvel movies, they they are comparable to nothing to like the Fight Club's uh, outtakes and and all the and then the again the vignettes of how they made the movie and just listening to them banter back and forth about them making it was fantastic. I think that's also true. The behind the scenes, like Joe mentioned, when you hear that they're that what a horrible experience it was. There's also the behind the scenes stuff like on the Star Trek movies, the modern ones, so the Chris Pine ones, they always have the blooper reel. Yeah. And you can tell these people tended to actually have some fun making the movies. And so some people I agree do have you. fun making movies. We just don't know them. Yeah. <laughs> That's those aren't the stories of people that we get to do our show. James, but. who's your special who's your who's your show? My out? honorable mention, I have to mention, I'm amazed nobody else did because it's probably got the best and tastiest special feature of all time. Nobody's going to talk about Sin City. The Sin no, City. I have to go back. I don't remember a lot of. I remember it includes a ten-minute cooking school oh. where Robert Rodriguez teaches you how to make his favorite tacos. Yeah, I mean, so does so does several other ones. I remember his pork, his carnita, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it also though has because if you remember Sin City, it was kind of controversial because who counted as the director, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm-hmm. It has Frank Miller. Quentin Tarantino and uh, Rodriguez sitting down to have a conversation about directing. I mean, that is, it's Mm -hmm. called a 15 minute film school is what they call that. Yeah. It also has a sped up version of the entire film in green screen. So showing you how they filmed in green screen and then how they layered everything onto it. And if you know anything about Sin City, it's a very unique, pretty movie. Yeah. And, And Mickey Rourke. I mean, Mickey Rourke does phenomenal. Anyway. Um, so Sin City, yeah, I mean, it's probably the only movie I can recommend saying before you before you watch it, watch the special features, get the stuff you need to make the tacos, make the tacos, sit down to watch the picture. Yeah, I've been wanting to do his pork butt, which is just a weird sentence to say. I was thinking about it the other day. I think it's Once Upon a Time in Mexico. I think yeah, it's so, the same I mean, dish. Obviously, the, evidently, we just need to, Robert Rodriguez has a cookbook, but you've got to buy all his films to get it. That's right. Anything else? I'm good. All right. This has been Bonehead Week. Hope you, yeah. I hope you've enjoyed this. I've actually really enjoyed it. I think, it was, like I said, shout out to Christy for the topic idea. It's worked out really well. And go. I don't credit that woman for shit. Well, Makes that's terrible what you, cookies. That's oh. Oh, them fighting words. You might as well have called. Yeah, you'd have been better off if you'd have called her. A see you next Tuesday. You'd have <laughs> I got less I, hurt. I was to say. I think what you. I think what will end up happening now is. To, to make to punish you, Chad, she should make me a ton of cookies and I'll eat them in front of you. Well, yeah, I and know. let me sneak a couple because she actually makes amazing cookies. <laughs> no, 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 you've blown your chance. And I gave up sugar six weeks ago, so fuck you both. Anyway, 
This has been Bonehead Weekly. Well, then she needs to make those cookies to get that sugar out of the house yeah. so you won't be tempted. I and agree. Me- and give them to a real man so none of you are getting cookies. Bring it. Christy, well, make your cookies so me and James can watch Joe's copy of The Fog. I had to throw that. <laughs> I couldn't find the never-ending story today. I swear to God, for th- I, I, I picked up the phone because I'd been 10 minutes looking for it going, this isn't a joke. Stop messing with me. And then I stopped <laughs> myself because I just looked up and saw it. All right, this has been Bonehead Weekly. I, this is like the third time I've said it. Tune in next week. Oh, really quick, I want to give a shout out <laughs> if you've been listening to Come out and see us. I think we're going to be doing Frankfurt Con, and we're going to be doing a card show, a baseball, which is funny to say, in July 10th. It's not just baseball. It's, it is a card it's a show. Pokemon. It's yeah, it's all, all cards. You, so You all need be. to come out. You need Daryl Strawberry is going to be there, and I want every single person, don't ask them about baseball stats. Don't do any of that. I want you to just say, oh, I know you from The Simpsons. Well, that's better than what I've gotten twice already about, will you please ask him about the cocaine? No, The Simpsons is a great story. I mean, I want to know The Simpsons story. Like how, because the entire thing where Bart mocks him. Now we're getting off topic. I just wanted to do a shout out for some friends. No, no, no. I, you should go to the sports car show. Okay, I agree. I, I, show. I will be there. It's giving got, it's out got a Pokemon person, a voice actor there. So far. I'm excited about Strawberry. Jake the Snake. It's got, yeah, it's got a, and, uh, you love snakes though so you probably i hate snakes but so does jake the snake so we and i have this in common why, why wasn't it he did something like toot the newt because he was trying to get rich this has been bonehead weekly oh shit i forgot to push the toot stop button Uh-huh.